Hello, everybody, and welcome to Imposter Women, the show that helps you tackle your life and business goals unapologetically and with confidence. I'm your host today, Jesse Linder Gallo, and I'm here with my lovely co-hosts, Melissa Hassong and Lauren Troxtel. Hi, ladies. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited for today's episode and to be back together again. It's been a while since we've gotten to record together, so I'm really glad we finally got to do this. Yeah, this is going to be a great episode. We're excited to share a couple of insights that we've been going through. Yes. So in today's episode, we're going to be discussing life transitions. Life is crazy, as we all know, and nothing goes on pause just because we're starting a business or trying to have a thriving side hustle. And boy, do we all know that firsthand, which you're going to get to hear about today. We're going to be talking all about lessons we've learned managing these seasons of change alongside of our businesses and our dreams. But first, it's time for a round of our weekly wins. Weekly Wins is a segment where we share and celebrate progress in our journeys. Ladies, I'm so excited to hear what you've been up to in your businesses this week um, and hear how everything's going. Mel, you want to kick us off? What's going on in your business and in the land um, of mindset and coaching? Yeah, so this week I actually finished classes for my life coaching certification. This has been going since April, so it's like over four months in the making and really excited just to kind of finish the content. We got graduation coming up. So yeah, really, really happy and excited to um, bring these tools and techniques to my clients. That's so awesome, Mel. My gosh, such a congratulations. I was giving my silent round of applause while you're talking. How are you, do you have any ways that you're going to implement some of this coaching in your business? Yeah, so it'll mostly be through like one-on-one calls with clients, um, just introducing the techniques, which is just, you know, more of a structure, I guess, to the calls, like goal setting, that sort of thing. Um, And then really different, methods of working with a subconscious mind. So um, through those kind of mediums, and then also I want to start introducing kind of the content that goes along with it, like the learnings that I've learned and just ways that it has helped my clients. So I'll start bringing that into my content. That's awesome. We can't wait to see it and to cheer you on, of course, along the way. Yes, congrats, Mel. (laughs) Lauren, what's been going on in your business? Yeah, so um, I'll get into a little more detail of life transitions, but the candle business has taken a little bit of a back burner, um, and I have been dabbling with a different side hustle. I've been extremely fascinated with selling things on Facebook Marketplace, eBay, and OfferUp. I was really excited within my first two weeks of putting stuff online that I just had laying around the house or found at a garage sale. Um, I sold $300 worth of products. So that was really exciting for me. It felt like a really big win. And I really enjoy like going to garage sales on Saturday mornings and flea markets. And it's just kind of become a fun Saturday thing to do. And I love learning the business side of it. That is so cool. I'm so proud of you. It's like so cool to see you excited about this business and like thriving in it so instantaneously. Also, I'm definitely going to take a trip to North Carolina to come hit some flea markets with you. Absolutely. (laughs) And what about you, Jesse? What have you been up to? Yeah, well, it's just a week of big news um, for all three of us in this podcast. We have some big news to share for our business. I'm actually like super excited. Just yesterday, um, we got a historic home under contract to flip, which is super cool and was way faster 
then that cute little business plan we keep outpacing. <laughs> um, so we're excited about it. She's a Victorian lady uh, built in 1890. So I actually found some pictures of her from 1891, and I cannot wait to restore this home to the beauty um, that it was. But by the time this episode airs, we'll have closed on that property and we'll own that house. So I'm really excited to get started. Congratulations. That's a huge win. Does that mean you're now flipping two houses simultaneously? (laughs) Yeah, we're rehabbing a rental and this flip will start here pretty quickly. It'll probably be a month or two till we get going. There'll be a lot more legwork on like renderings and architectural plans and all that kind of stuff. But yes, that is exactly what that means. (laughs) Well, congrats, Jesse. That is epic. So this is a second house. In addition to what you already have. Okay. Wow. Congrats. That's massive. Yeah, thanks. We're pumped. I'll have to show pictures later. Leave some in the comments or something so everybody can see it. Because when I say that it's a gorgeous house, it's really not. It's only gorgeous. If you have imagination, it looks terrible, but it will be gorgeous. So I'll send you some pictures after this. (laughs) I can't wait to see the before and after pictures. (laughs) Oh, oh, it's going to be good. Awesome. Well, just a reminder to everybody listening, don't forget to send us your wins and your business and side hustle because we would love to read them on air and celebrate along with you. So send them our way, imposterwomen at gmail.com. Like I mentioned at the top of this episode, today we're talking about starting businesses during major life changes. Uh, We decided to feature this topic because we've all been through some pretty major transitions, changes in the past few months, and honestly, many of you probably have too because that's just life, right? It comes unexpectedly, unplanned, and the one thing we know is that change is always happening. So we've gathered some thoughts and lessons for you that we've learned um, and definitely been working on um, ourselves in the last few months and we hope that it'll help you through whatever transitions you're looking at and through any transition that might come your way. So just to kick it off today, we'd love to share with you what some of our transitions have been uh, before we go into those learnings. So Lauren, Mel's, one of you want to dive in first and kind of recap us on where you've been the last few months? Yeah, I can jump in. So gosh, it feels like a lifetime ago, but we moved to Australia from Minnesota in April And that was a huge thing for me. Um, You know, my husband and I, we we did the move together. So we sold everything we owned in Minnesota and the very minimal things we had left, we put on like a little shipping pallet and we shipped them to Australia, arrived on the plane with two suitcases and we are in the process of starting our life again in Australia. Um, We live in a really, really remote community And, um, so we're actually living in my brother's house and obviously incredibly grateful for that family support because it it wouldn't have been possible without that. And yeah, so I guess things have been going really well. It's going on probably four or five months since we made the move and we're definitely way more settled. You know, that first month we were just kind of seeing people and exploring and traveling. And then we actually went on a six week motorcycle road trip. We bought bikes and then we hit the road and we went um, south to north across Australia. And that was amazing. (laughs) But that again was like a lot of, you know, you're just staying different places every time, every night. So yeah, 
I, I would say probably the first three months that we were here was just like a lot of movement and travel. But now that we're back from the road trip, um, you know, we have more of a um, like rituals, I guess, and like daily routines of like life. Um, so that's been really good. But, you know, I do sometimes it hits me that like we don't own anything like the house we live in is fully furnished. So we literally have no belongings other than like clothes and a couple essentials. So yeah, eventually we'll, we'll find our own house or we'll buy or rent and, um, just start life again and just start, start accumulating things. So that's been a, a huge one for me. And it's definitely really big doing it with someone else. So last time I did this, I moved to the United States when I was 21. Um, and I was obviously by myself, but now it's different. So it just looks different, but thank goodness we have each other because yeah, definitely teamwork and supporting each other every step of the way. It's like crazy how fast time flies and all of that. Full disclosure for everyone listening, this is the second time we've recorded this episode. This was actually a really early episode we recorded and we had some technical issues and had to toss it at the end of the day. But when we uh, recorded this the first time, you guys were in the process of selling everything then. Like it was pre-move, it was pre-road trip. So it's so crazy that it doesn't feel like it's been that long ago. But sitting here now, literally, I mean, you're right, like four, probably we're getting closer to five, right? If I can count months later, like that's crazy awesome. And you guys have just been so bold in this transition. It's been so much fun to watch just like you're living your dreams and like doing things so many people just like wish they would do. And it's not because they can't. It's just like taking a bold move like that. And it's like you're an inspiration to so many people. I know it is so much fun to follow your journey. It really has been a blast to follow your journey. It's just been like a wild ride to watch um, just from how you guys move to you went from like the Twin Cities in Minnesota to a rural remote area, but you're right next to the beach. And then you get there, you say hi to everyone and you're off again on like this wild road trip. Um, and like you mentioned that you just finished your course and you were taking all these course classes while on a road trip, trying to find Wi-Fi and cafes. And it has just been such a fun journey to watch. I'm so proud of watching all your transitions and you completing your course and starting to settle into your new routine there. Thanks, babes. Yeah, I honestly forget how much we've done in that time. Like, it's so easy to forget. And I'm sure you might feel the same, just like everything that you achieve and accomplish. So... Um, yeah, it feels good to like say that we've done that. Lauren, you've also moved and had some like movement of things and places and people in addition to a bunch of other stuff. Uh, do you want to share a little bit of your journey in that? Yeah, so I have a lot going on. I um, When we first originally recorded this episode, I was getting ready to move from Valdosta, Georgia to Charlotte, North Carolina. I was super excited. Um, I basically quit my full-time job, knew that I was moving to Charlotte without a job. I had an emergency fund saved up and my partner Eddie and I were making this road trip together and uh, we had an apartment ready to go. So we moved to Charlotte in April and we were really excited getting to learn the area. I ended up getting a job within the first like couple of weeks of getting there. And then sadly, about 
three and a half weeks into being in Charlotte, I got a phone call that my dad passed away. So I was immediately on the plane going home. I told my boss at like four in the morning, I was at the airport line. I said, I'm going home. I don't know when I'll be back and I need to be here. And home for me is uh, Michigan. So I ended up going back and spending a lot of time with family and friends there. And I ended up staying there for a month and a half. So um, it was kind of chaotic to move somewhere new and then all of a sudden moved to Michigan temporarily for a month and a half. But it was the right thing to do. I helped my mom transition. I, I stayed with her the whole time. So I was able to really be there for her um, and sort out a lot of the big things that she had to work through and just be there for my whole family. So I was really glad that I was able to do that. And my job worked with me on that. And I didn't know when and if I wanted to go back to Charlotte and what that would look like now that my dad was no longer here. So as as time went on, time told me that it was time to start going back. Um, it's, it's a crazy thing with death because a lot of people throughout the grieving process, suddenly you start going back to your quote unquote normal life. And I started noticing that everyone's kind of going back to their jobs or everyday things or activities and routine. And I didn't have have that there because I just moved. So um, I ended up going back to Charlotte and realized coming back that the job I had wasn't the right one for me. So I am looking for a new one now. And I um, am helping my mom out remotely with as much as I can. um, And just really connecting with my siblings more to make sure that she's taken care of. Just trying to, you know, settle into a new Uh, state and community and find my community here on top of like grieving and figuring out if this is where I really want to be. But um, I know in my heart that that Charlotte, I wanted to give some time to and see where life takes me. So there's a lot going on. And amidst all of that, I was in the candle business and getting really excited about that. And then with everything, I felt more excited to start um, looking at ways to work remotely and gain into flipping and stuff. So um, I feel like at any point, I want to be able to go back and see my family if I need to. So that remote work is something that's really important to me. Wow, Lauren, you just made that really succinct. But um, as one of your besties, you know, we were here and um, supporting you through all of that. So just want to say again, you know, we're so sorry for your loss, um, but it has been an honor watching you show up for your family and still keep everything going. And yeah, we just love you so much. Thank you. Love you ladies too. You guys have been such a strong support system. So um, that's the big thing is just knowing your family and your friends are there for you. So, And I, I think too, like Mel is spot on. You've done this with like grace and poise and like you've taken so much in stride <laughs> throughout all of this. And like, it's really cool now to see you. I know you're going to talk about it more in this episode, but to see you figuring out what makes you tick and like reprioritizing like what really matters in your life. And I think so much, you know, whether a, a transition in life is really positive or really negative or like somewhere in the middle, whatever effect it is, I think that's always an outcome of these big changes is you get a new lens, you get a new perspective and you've like done such a good job of taking that to heart and, and keeping keeping moving. So congrats to you on all of that. 
Thank you. I appreciate it. And what's been up with you, Jesse? Definitely a lot um, over here as well. So my husband have navigated a lot with our families um, in the last few months. But I think the transition that has been the biggest that um, I wanted to talk about today um, was a very exciting and um, also grief-filled time for us. But we um, had been trying to start a family for a while and were very excited earlier this year to find out we were pregnant. And at the time we originally recorded this episode, um, I was sick as could be. <laughs> and I think this might have been the episode where I said to you guys, if I mute and run off screen, I'll be right back. <laughs> I just need to get sick. Um, so that was um, a very exciting thing for us and definitely had a lot of impacts on business and personal and life and planning. Um Unfortunately, right at 12 weeks, we were turning the page, excited to head into our second trimester um, and excited to start telling people about that and ended up finding ourselves going through a miscarriage. Um, so it was not something we obviously were planning for or preparing for in any way. We were preparing for a very different outcome. Um, but that's something that we've had to work through this year and work past is kind of life after loss, like you were talking about, Lauren. Um, and I think for us, very similar, just a lot of perspective gained. And I know after kind of the first try at recording this episode, we went through that miscarriage and had really good conversations with both of you about like, do I record something in addition <laughs> to kind of put a note on that? And um, even coming into today, actually, it really does feel like an honor to be able to share this. It's one of the things that I had to navigate in all of this with um, my job and our business is that there's a lot of fear and stigma around sharing some of these losses. And especially the loss of a pregnancy or a child is an interesting journey because miscarriage is not a very uncommon thing, but it's a very uncommon thing to talk about. Um, so I'm really glad to be able to share this today because I'm sure, unfortunately, for someone listening, they're going through this or may go through it in the future or have been through it. So I, I'm here for anybody who's hearing that and definitely willing to, definitely going to open up the book, I think a little bit today on kind of what some of those lessons learned were. But um, now on the other side of that, life has looked a little different. I always find the positive. Like that's something I really pride myself on and work really hard to do is to find the positive in any situation. And the hard thing was, Words are so powerful, and in that process, something I would have said in the past would be, well, at least X, Y, Z. Well, at least now this other thing. And that started to feel really terrible. The first time I started to utter those words, I thought, no, there's no at least. there. <laughs> I, I don't have a silver lining in this, not at least. This shouldn't have ever happened. I wish it had never happened. So we started really rewording things here to say, because things turned out differently than we planned, now these are how we've shifted. Because um, what we found is that there, there were a lot of things, other doors opened in our life that I think would have probably opened either way, um, but we just decided to seize the day in that. So I think that language was a powerful shift for us in all of this. <laughs> So as we kind of talk through this, I mean, we've all been through a lot this year, some highs, some lows. I would say very high highs and very low lows. I, I don't know how you ladies feel, but that is how this year feels for um, our family. 
And I'd love to talk through like what the impacts of some of those things were. What were the challenges day to day? Because we each have businesses and side hustles that we're really excited about. Um, and the reality of change sometimes is that it changes your day to day. Right. So um, I'd love to hear what that looked like for each of you and how you are navigating that. Trusting the process is something that I I definitely learned. Um, and I, I just wanted to say, Jesse, when you mentioned that you rephrased um, how you looked at things, that really struck a chord with me because it, it is something because like these things should have never happened. Like I should have never lost my dad. Like you should have never lost a child. You know, it's all these things. But because it did happen, here's how we now have to navigate life and recognizing that that is such a big part of our life and it shapes who we are and where we go in our life is is just a um, such an important thing to recognize. And um, I just want to say that with with mine, I for me, I totally I, I, I could barely think about business at that point when I lost my dad. I just became very focused on the here and the now and being with family and supporting. And it, it was really interesting with with grief. I didn't realize that there would be so much loss of energy and motivation. And you go through these ups and these downs and one day you're feeling fine. And then all of a sudden you listen to a song and you're sobbing for the next half hour. And you're like, so like it comes and it goes or someone tells you a beautiful story. And, you know, it just can be mentally exhausting. Be patient with yourself, your mental health is definitely impacted throughout all these transitions and to be patient with yourself and adjust to what your new normal is. And it's okay if it's not, um, if you don't bounce back to how you were right away. Yeah, I just, I think that's such a big thing is knowing that that it's okay to be patient and that things will come and time will, will tell you how to go about things. Totally. And I like, it makes me think of what you said a few minutes ago there, Mel, like, I don't know if balance is real and like, to your point, Lauren, when you go through these periods of um, your mind needing to be focused somewhere else or that like loss of energy, whether that's grief or loss or health, I mean, I mean, when I was pregnant, that was something I really struggled with was like, I'm a high energy go, go kind of girl <laughs> and not while pregnant. I'm not. Um, and so that was, you know, and there's so many illnesses out there like whether it's a one-time illness or a recurring illness that someone has, like health things <laughs> can have that impact. And so I think that was a lesson for me too And remembering like there are times in our life when we can go 150% and there are times when we're going to have to cash back out on that and go, you know what, 30% is the best I have to give today. And I'm going to give that 30 with all my might and then I got to rest. I got to, whether that's, I got to go journal, I got to go breathe, or I literally need to go sleep. Sometimes you have to do that. And like, we're human. And I think in a, just to call it out, I mean, in a capitalist society, I think sometimes we forget that. We talk so much about productivity and productivity hacks and all of these great things, but we're not robots and we're not going to be an even hundred percent for 365 days a year. It's just not going to happen. So I, I'm with you, Mel. I, balance probably doesn't mean <laughs> equal. <laughs> Jesse, has there been any techniques that you've leaned on sort of in your year of processing and building a business and all the transitions you're going through? 
Oh, yeah. I think for me, and this was something both of you pushed me to do um, and had been a recurring theme for me before these issues arising, and that was delegating and learning to lean on other people around me. Um, And that was something I had been working on in a season of health and stability (laughs) in life. Um, But I had this really forced me to work on it at a whole new level. Um, So I think that was something that I continued to come back to was just really being forced to learn that like sometimes I can't do it all and sometimes I don't have the focus I want um, and I have to lean on those other people. So, you know, at work that meant delegating Um, in the business. Some days that also meant delegating Um, and we don't have a team, you know, it's just my husband and I, but you know, there were days where I was really sick and I was like, I just can't do this. You got to do it. Um, And during the grieving process, we both had those days where it was like, today I'm not in it. You got to take this load for me. Um, And we also, I think, learned in that period just to use our support system. Like Lauren, you touched on that earlier. Um, So many people in our personal lives stepped up in ways I don't think we would have thought of. Um, And I think you just learn in these seasons how much you have around you um, and how much like how much it's like you get to finally see the fruits maybe of the seeds you've sown somebody said that to me in that period of like I think for so many of us we invest so much into the people we love with no expectation of what that is but the reality is like those relationships are growing like like a fruit tree and when you need them like they're there so we definitely leaned into that a lot um, in this season for us. Lauren, what about you? What were some of the tactics that you used? I know you talked a little bit off air. We've talked about kind of journaling and managing different kind of like emotion with business and energy. What does some of that look like for you? Yeah, um, I I would definitely bounce off of what you said in regards to when there's a season, you lean on the people that you love and they really can help strengthen you and just be there for you. Um, It's something that sometimes it's really hard to let go and tell people like, I just need help. Like I just need to vent or I just need to cry to you or I just need you to listen. And, and you learn like who your true friends are and, and people reach out out of nowhere to just say, I'm here. I've been through something like this. And it was really a beautiful thing to almost be so vulnerable with those around you um, and let let your guards down so that they can help strengthen you back up. So I think that was really important. And I think the other thing for me was I noticed I got really bad headaches right away. So it was like the first month of everything. I mean, the headache was just nonstop. And I would feel myself starting to like the tension would just start building. And at that point, I would just tell everyone that I was with, I was like, I got to go outside and I need to go be alone. And like everyone just knew that we all had different grieving processes, different things. And so I really took to nature and I would go for long two, three hour walks just to be out, to cry, to talk things out with myself. And that was really, really nice to be able to do that. And it was it was literally like I was grounding myself with the ground again, you know, and just recentering myself and and a lot of time journaling 
journaling. Journaling brought a lot of clarity to things. And and yeah, so I, I think those were kind of the big things. I think it's really hard during the times because I was really starting to gear up with my side hustle uh, prior. And then it was really hard because it was like, oh, I'm supposed to be hustling right now. And I just, I don't have any energy. I ha- I'm not creative. I'm not feeling anything. And there's like this this hustle culture that you got to keep going no matter what. And I was like, nope. As, as, as mentioned before, like there's, I could only give 30% most days and now I'm like building that back up. And so just know that I think it's so important to hear the word season. We all go through different seasons and there's times where you can't give enough, like you can't do everything that you thought. And there's other times where you're going 150%. Oh my gosh, there is so much good stuff. And what you just said, <laughs> it's like five different directions we could go with that. Like one thing I wanted to touch on there was you said like leaning into the help people have and just like to build on that. I think the other lesson for us is like there's your network and also sometimes help is okay to pay for. Um, And there are other businesses and other side hustlers and like other people that you can support (laughs) in those times. And if that makes you feel better, like for me, sometimes I have to like twist it to not feel like I'm, you know, not doing enough. Sometimes I have to feel like, oh, I'm supporting someone else. It's okay. You know, whatever you have to tell yourself. But like, if that's a virtual assistant for a minute, or if that's like outsourcing some marketing you would normally do yourself, or like sending someone else to do some tasks, like Sometimes that's just what you have to do What when you have your plate overflowing. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about best practices in terms of finding this, quote, balance that we're talking about here. Um, so, you know, we that balance as, like, reference to life transitions and starting and or running a business – how have you found like best practices for you? Is there something that you turn to consistently and say like, yes, this will get me through? Like, I'm really curious to know what that looks like for you and anything that we can share with our audience. One really tangible device and takeaway that I think is amazing to use is, um, I cannot take credit for it's Cheryl Sandberg. Um, and she has a book around this, um, and it's called pick three. And the whole concept that she lays out, you're not going to be able to do it all every day, even at your best. It's probably good for us to realize like we can't do everything all the time. And so she says, pick three every day. Pick is today my focus going to be work, family, health? Is it going to be health, sleep, (laughs) Um, kids? You know, pick three things that you're really going to focus on and make that what you're going to achieve, accomplish, put your energy into in that day. Because the reality is when we try and put our energy into everything, every single day, I think most of us find ourselves feeling like we never are doing well at anything. Um, That's what definitely happens for me. That's what she describes in the book having happened for her as well, um, which made me feel less alone in that because that's a terrible feeling. Um, So I think that's one device that I really like to use is just to kind of think, especially in those seasons when I feel like things are just boiling over. It's like, okay, I'm just going to pick a couple things right now. What am I going to accomplish today? What am I, what can get put off till tomorrow? What can I wait to focus on next week? (laughs) And I'm going to focus right here today. I I love that idea of pick three because sometimes all you can do is 
get your full eight hours of sleep. Like that is a huge thing. If we are running ourselves to the ground and you're going through a lot of life stress, um, sometimes your pick three is sleep and nutrition and gain exercise. And that could be it for the day because um, to run any business, you have to be present with yourself and, and feel almost full in a way where you, um, cause you know, if you're, if you have all these other areas that are struggling, you can't show up and be present for the business that you're working on. So sometimes you need those self-care days, those self-help kind of days to just recharge yourself. And that's, that's okay. And, and bouncing off of what you said, Jesse, to delegate, delegate so big, especially if you have other employees or volunteers or people that you can delegate. It could be delegating something to your um, your kids to do, your partner to do, ask your family members for help, um, or purchase a service. And there's there's lots of places online they could go to get like a virtual assistant, as Jesse mentioned, and such. So um, it's I think just really like being patient with yourself that you're going to continue to have ups and downs and uh, just know how you can try to navigate through, knowing the resources to navigate through those. I feel like it's also like deciding what you can't give up. Like as much as it's deciding what you're going to focus on, it's also deciding what you can't let go. Um, and something like my husband and I have discovered the hard way is date night. <laughs> it's one of those non-negotiables for us. And then there's those business things, you know, it's like what cannot wait, what can. Um, so I think going both ways is really helpful. Mel, like in all of your transitions too, I'm super curious the with like moving around as much as you have been. I'm guessing you've had some like hyper organization tools or tactics. Like how are you keeping everything straight? Like you said, you don't have all your possessions. You're like moving around all the time. Like how are you managing that? Yes, I guess it would appear that everything is under control. Um, I, to be honest, I'm like less organized than I was in grad school. Like I've gotten sloppy for real. Um, but to, I think the biggest one, like with the move for us was Google spreadsheets or yeah, I think it was um, Google sheets, just tracking stuff there as far as the road trips, you know, tracking all of that. And, you know, with the move, with the road trip, with this like massive life change, you know, I think of kind of like the 80-20 rule, like what is the 20% of the things that give the 80% of the results and like, like what is that in your life and how can you focus more attention on that as opposed to like trying to, you know, put out a hundred fires. So um, as I'm kind of talking this through now, you know, I think a, a massive one that I have focused on this year has been my relationship with Zach. So recognizing that like, if that's solid, then the move is going to be solid. If that's solid, then how road trip's going to be solid. If we are on, you know, rock solid ground, then creating a new life in Australia will be okay. So that's really been a big one. Um, and I didn't plan to say that, but it's just kind of come up that um, those things that I think are going to have the biggest impact like downstream might be things to focus on. And like you were saying, Jesse and Lauren, cut out all the other stuff that like doesn't really get you the results that you want or like is um, unnecessarily time consuming or like energy consuming or energy draining 
that you don't necessarily have to do? And then how can you like reallocate that focus to things that that are a must, like you were saying, Jesse? That's so good. We Ben and I meet with a finance coach. Um, who helps us kind of work through both personal and business finances. We absolutely love that service. And it's funny because we were having very similar conversations with her recently. We were trying to make a business decision. And like, it's interesting that for each of us, so much personal life is coming up in these answers about like how to manage transition in business. Um, And I think back to something she said to us this last week is we're trying to look at it just as a business decision, right? And so the thing she said to us, and she's an accountant, keep in mind. So she said, even from that perspective, she said, look, well, it's very important that we account for your business and your household separately. And there's a million things we're going to do to keep those separate and protected. The reality is that the two are intimately related. So you also have to ask questions about your personal finances to make this business decision. And you have to ask questions about your personal capacity to determine what your business capacity is, especially, I mean, this whole podcast, we really are talking to a lot of early stage business owners and entrepreneurs like ourselves. So especially in the early days, you probably don't have a staff of 20 people. So the reality is like these events in our personal lives have a very large impact and a strong relation (laughs) to our business lives. So I also didn't uh, plan to say that, but as we're talking about it, it's just like coming through so strongly that they're tied, right? And as much as we want to think business is business, personal is personal, uh, when you decide to start a business, it's really not as much as we want to think that. (laughs) I know one other lesson that we learned um, in this transition, and if you guys have experience with this too, I'd love to hear it, is just um, we thought a lot more, I think, about future-proofing our business. Um, Because the other thing that we started to realize was like these things happen, Um, whether they're really hard or really amazing, you know, I'd love to win a six month trip to Hawaii. And that would also cause a big transition in our lives. Um, We started have started to think a bit more about what does future proofing look like. And for us, it's been a lot more processes, trying to have better systems for things. um, And since it is just two of us trying to make sure that we both know how to do things. So I typically do all of our bookkeeping and all of our finance work. And so we've started, I've started teaching Ben how I do those. So those systems aren't just in my head and it's not just me who knows how to do them because at some point he might need to, or I might need to be able to delegate that to him in the future to have him step in. Is that something you've experienced also just thinking through kind of what like future states of those look like? I love that idea of documenting, Jesse, And that's something that I haven't really done myself. Like I, about a year ago, I did entertain the idea of like hiring a virtual assistant and then the documentation that that would involve. I ultimately didn't go down that route and I'm, I'm not even anywhere close now. But I think that's a really good point that you bring up is that like, you know, as our businesses grow, it's like super realistic that we're going to have to scale or have these plans in place. You know, if we want to um, step out of the business and just keep running the business, you know, like I, I guess essentially become an owner instead of like running the business day to day. So um, I, I personally haven't put a ton of thought into it, but I love that you bring that up because it's such a baller move. I think that's so smart to to really future proof and think about that because um, I know like in my W2 life, I've been in a lot of positions where 
there are no backups for anything. So, you know, you think about in your W-2 life, if you were to get sick and you had to take a sick day or two and you have a big report or conference or whatever it is, can someone replace you and like help out and jump in and know your role enough to to keep it going so everything doesn't fall. So I think that's that's such a great thing to look at is how do you future proof what you have with where you're at in your business. 100%. Well, we'd love to hear any insights um, all of you have listening on that too, because I think we know that you're going through these things also, and we'd love to hear um, what you have to share on this topic. As we reach the end of our episode here, ladies, anything else we want to share on these topics of transitions? Any final words to leave our listeners with on today's episode of Life Transition? I would say take it slow, be nice to yourself, trust the process, and that everything is going to work out for the best. I would also agree with that. Um, Definitely trust the process and just keep putting one foot in front of the next, no matter what that looks like. And um, things things will work out how they're meant to work out. I totally agree with both of those things. And I know sometimes it sounds so cliche, but um, I think what I've found this year is that the on the other side of some of these curveballs <laughs> that we don't expect, and even the ones we expect and plan, um, is that we just don't know what exciting thing might be on the other side of it. And um, for us, it has been really a newfound sense of like focus and prioritizing what matters. So I think when you have these opportunities, I would say just, I mean, at the after you work through whatever it is that you're doing, um, taking that moment to view it as an opportunity and kind of see what's next, I think there can be a lot of power in that. Thank you both so much for sharing today. I really hope our listeners um, get a lot from this. And as you're all listening right now, we really hope um, this was a vulnerable episode for us and for every one of us. <laughs> and I think um, we really hope that you hear the sense of community here at Imposter Women. We all go through these times where we feel like imposters. We feel like, oh my gosh, we can't do it. Oh my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? How am I going to pick back up tomorrow? Um, and what we want you to know is that you can do it. And we're here and there are so many people around you to keep pushing. So just to summarize today's episode, we all have so much going on and it really doesn't matter where you're at in life. There's always going to be competing priorities, but um, this doesn't mean we can't also focus on our dreams and bring those into sight, um, our dreams, our businesses, um, and to keep going on those. Having lots going on can certainly pose unique challenges uh, when starting or scaling a business, um, but life transitions can be fun and even exciting. Um, and if you feel like balance is really out of reach, um, remember to just embrace the change and really take care of yourself. We talked a lot about self-care today. Take care of yourself in the process, um, and it's going to fall into place for you. There are also a lot of best practices for navigating life changes, uncertainty, and just remember you're never alone um, and to seek support from your community and don't give up. We are here cheering you on. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Imposter Women. You can visit the episode description to find all of the show notes from today's episode. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, or Stitcher. Subscribing will keep you from missing an episode and it helps us grow Imposter Women. 
Be sure to tune in next week as we continue to help you chase your dreams unapologetically. See you on the next episode of Imposter Women.